And meantime, here on The Rita Cosby Show, who could forget when decades ago the horrible conditions that children with disabilities were experiencing at Willowbrook State School were exposed to the world by caring and courageous parents and also Fox host Geraldo Rivera. Here is some of his coverage all the way back from 1972. I first heard of this big place with the pretty sounding name because of a call I received from a member of the Willowbrook staff, Dr. Michael Wilkins. The doctor told me he'd just been fired because he'd been urging parents with children in one of the buildings, building number six, to organize so they could more effectively demand improved conditions for their children. The doctor invited me to see the conditions he was talking about, so unannounced and unexpected by the school administration, we toured building number six. The doctor had warned me that it would be bad. It was horrible. The Willowbrook Wars continue today, and our next guest, along with Geraldo Rivera, blew the lid off what was happening at the Willowbrook State School for Children with Disabilities in Staten Island, New York, 50 years ago. And joining us now is my friend, a real hero for so many children and adults with disabilities, Vicki Schneps. Vicki, by the way, is an activist. She's also a prolific publishers and also the president of Schneps Media. And she's also the founder of the great organization Life's Work. Vicki, it is so great to have you here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, well thank you for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to be able to share the history and the fact that today we still must be fighting for the rights of people with special needs. Yeah, there are so many battles that are still, you know, yet to be fought. You are still in the throes of it. I want to first have you take us back, if you could, Vicki, to what it was like, though, 50 years ago. Um, here it is. Your daughter, Laura, went to now the infamous Willowbrook. You were marching. You were picketing. Kind of describe the environment. And then, obviously, the lid gets blown off by this big story by Geraldo, which you were a part of. Well, you know, it really started with Lara turning blue in the nursery uh, when she was born. And the doctors thought I was a nervous mother when I saw she had problems with twitching, twitching eyes. And, in fact, she was had suffered brain damage. And the irreparable brain damage was such that they would be expecting her to be a three-month-old her whole life developmentally. And we had heard about a place called Willowbrook on Staten Island that had just built an infant rehabilitation center. And there was a place of hope because in 1970 there were no day programs, there were no therapy programs, there were no services at all in the community. So I actually went there with hope. And my wonderful neighbors and friends said, Vicki, there but for the grace of God go I. Let's start an organization and volunteer and send raise money for the people at Willowbrook. And so with uh, great trepidation, we went to Willowbrook with Lara. My husband was a lawyer, and I uh, felt, you know, well, let me see where we can be of help. But within a year, the budget that was funded mostly by the state was slashed. And that meant that the people who cared for Lara, who needed to be diapered, she needed to be fed, she needed to be held, she was not able to sit up, were immediately cut. So my lovely ladies and I became marchers and picketers. And the voices that we raised were really not being heard until Geraldo Rivera came with his cameras. 
and he snuck into the back wards at Willowbrook that I had never even seen and saw the horror of people sitting on the floors, just cold, many stalked naked. And I'll never forget his words. He says, I can let you hear the sounds. I can let you see the pictures. But how do I describe the smell? And that really was the shocking part, that these were human beings being treated uh, in such a disgustingly deprived way. And so my husband, a lawyer, said, we've got to file a federal class action lawsuit. This can never be right. And he was right. And so we did, and the parents got together, and they, my daughter being a named plaintiff, filed a federal class action lawsuit. Geraldo's coverage continued, and within the you know, number of years, Willowbrook was closed down by the lawsuit. And all the group homes that exist today in the community were created out of the Willowbrook consent decree. And so today we are, in fact, uh, celebrating at Willowbrook. There uh, now is the College of Staten Island, and they are remembering their history of what was there before it was a college. And so we have many ways to remember those terrible days. But you know what, Rita? Those terrible days can be back if we are not giving the right funding for the people who have special needs. And there are thousand so percent going on even today because of a lack of funding for services. So, you know, that's why I said the battle is never won, but it did inspire me to go into the news business. And I started in my living room with a with a John Toscano, a professional journalist, uh, my own newspaper and uh, called the Queen's Courier. And that really was the inspiration. My daughter, Lara, taught me more than any person who was, quote unquote, um, normal. She was the most special person on earth. And uh, I'm so grateful that she led me on a path that today we own 88 newspapers and devoted to community, devoted to total coverage of advocacy for people in the neighborhoods we serve in New York City, Westchester, Rockland, Long Island, dance papers in the Hamptons, dance papers in Palm Beach, Philadelphia Daily Newspaper, AM New York. So, you know, we really totally focused on the neighborhood and the people who make our neighborhoods great. So this is a great journey that we're on, and you're one of the people that we see doing great things, and I'm so delighted to be here today. Wow. Well, you have inspired so many people, and I think about your daughter, too, and how beautiful that she continues to inspire you to this day. I think about the courage that you had, Vicki Schnapps, back then, too, um, to first march and picket. And then, as you mentioned, you know, file that lawsuit, uh, that class action lawsuit. That wasn't easy. What people don't realize is that even when you won the lawsuit, which is amazing to get the group homes, which are so desperately needed, and not just for, as you mentioned, for your daughter, there were 5,000, you know, in that school. So you helped so many families. You had death threats. Talk about how tough that was even after winning the lawsuit. Well, we uh, decided that from a volunteer organization, we were going to be a provider organization, and Life's Work was going to operate a group home. And I went looking for a house that would be appropriate, and we found this wonderful home in Little Neck, Queens, uh, that had been owned by this man who was an engineer. He built it in a magnificent way, and it was on half an acre in New York City. Imagine a half an acre in New York City, and Little Neck was a beautiful community, and when we 
notify the community that we were going to be using it as a group home, I got death threats. And I had to take my Schnepp's license plate off the car because these people were so um, insanely angry that we should come to their neighborhood. And, in fact, these children were just children. I mean, they happened to be having special needs because they, some of them were brain damage at birth. Some of them went down syndrome. Some of them, they were just beautiful people. But people were afraid of anything different in their neighborhood. And so we uh, were sued. They created the Little Neck Civic Association. They sued us. And we were blessed to win the lawsuit and make law that group homes could be in R1 and 2 zones. And we've come a long way, baby, but we still have a long way to go because we have opened the group homes. People do live in home-like settings that are their home. And now we really face another challenge, which is that when someone turns 21, there are no programs for those people to go to anymore. And so these are the challenges we face today to get the appropriate funding for people with special needs to have programs after they're 21. Children like Lara need care forever. The kids in the autistic session, they don't get out of being autistic. You are in the spectrum for your whole life. And so we've got to find the right services to serve those folks for their whole lives. The first home we named the Geraldo Rivera group home. And to this day, Geraldo is there. Geraldo is, we just celebrated with him as our 50th anniversary came. And he has stayed involved and raised money for us all these 50 years. How beautiful. And, you know, I know Geraldo. I'm so proud of his work supporting, and he has been so proud. I think of all the accomplishments he's done in his life, he's so proud of working with you uh, and blowing the lid off Willowbrook. Um, Before I let you go, and by the way, I am the godmother of two autistic boys um, who are on the spectrum, and so I have such love and appreciation for everything uh, that you and Geraldo have done. You know, I want to ask you, what's your message to other parents out there um, who are still fighting the fight, as you talk about, for funds uh, with the state and what to do, especially, as you mentioned, after kids turn 21, uh, but also getting the right school, getting the right programs. What's your message to other parents? How can they get strength from you? Put on blinders, know your path, and just stay focused and persist. It is a lifetime battle to get the right services for your child. And you've got to take the perspective that this is a lifetime responsibility to fight for the rights of your child. Never give up, persist, and you will be successful. But then there'll be the next day, with the next journey, with the next battle. So I think that life is a great adventure. In some cases, like I do with my daughter, a constant battle to fight what they need. But don't give up. That is the best message. I Never give up and know you're doing the right thing to fight for your child. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Vicki Schnepps, a uh, uh, publishing powerhouse, an amazing activist, an amazing mom, and also the founder of Life's Work. Thank you so much for all you have done through the decades and continue to do uh, for parents and for children who deserve the very best. Well, you're like me, Rita. We don't give up. We just keep at it, right? 
We keep at it, and you inspire me. Thank you for being here, Vicki. Thank you for having me. Have a beautiful night. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.